This is Not Worth Living, a podcast that features creatives interviewing themselves with a preset list of questions. Unlike other podcasts that feel like conversation between friends, this one aims to feel like eavesdropping on a psychiatrist's visit. Today's episode features... All right, this is Miller Smart. I'm a writer from Chicago who just released a book called I Keep My Visions to Myself, and I was invited on this show by Ira. I'm here to answer some weird yet whimsical questions. This could be short, this could be a while. Judging by these, it looks like someone's first visit to a therapy session. So I've got myself a cup of coffee and am ready to dive in. What makes you tick? Tick can be interpreted as positive or negative, but I'm going to go positive and say music. I take almost all inspiration from music and also just love vibing off of the creativity of others. It pushes me to be better. I can't think of anything that can bring an emotion to you faster than a three-minute song. It can hit so many emotions. So, yeah, that, that's definitely something that makes me tick. Would you open an envelope with your death date? Definitely. I've thought about this a few times and would love to know when and how I'll die. Hopefully, the envelope contains that tidbit of information as well. Not for the purposes of dodging it. The concept just intrigues me. I'm not sure I'd do anything to stop it, but I do like knowing things in advance. I might burn down my whole life if the date is soon. Then again, if there's an envelope with my death date, it does bring up the question as to whether I have any free will in the first place and am capable of changing things based off of that information. But I think knowing would be better than not knowing, though. What was the first time you remember creating something intentionally? This is easily the nerdiest thing I can answer, but here it goes. Phantom Menace fan fiction. I was like eight or nine. My cousin and I did our best to not only write out our own story, but we also got his father's camcorder and filmed it in their backyard using their treehouse and plastic lightsabers. I kind of shudder at the idea of it now, but I would love to look back on it. That was the first time that I realized that I loved creating things in general, stories, films, etc., I know I micromanaged that like crazy and wrecked their backyard in the process. No one was yelled at, though, and it was a chill time had by all. At least that's what I remember. What keeps you motivated? I can't remember where I read this, but it said that the point of life is all about collecting people to someday attend your funeral. I know that's really dark. Um, it's not in a competitive way, too, I think. More in a way where I feel like I did something that mattered to at least one person, so that keeps me going. I'm not here to make history or anything, but I would like to make a difference, even if it's small, and it would definitely be cool to have more than one person at my funeral. Who inspires me at the moment? There are a lot of indie lit people on this podcast, 
and just uh, alternative vibes altogether, which makes me feel the pressure to mention someone in that community, but that isn't really the case here. I am a creative person with bipolar disorder, and when I got diagnosed, it devastated me. I wrote an entire poetry collection about the experience and how afraid I was that being medicated could ruin my ability to write. Um, If you want to check that out, by the way, it's called I Want to Feel Happy, But I Only Feel. And it's, I believe, my first published work. But when I was in the height of it, my friend got me really into Carrie Fisher, um, who I don't know if anyone knows this. She wasn't just an actress. She was a writer. This was also before she died. Um, But she also suffered from bipolar disorder, if you didn't know that, and have been living under a rock. I'm not sure how many people are aware of the fact that she was a very big mental health advocate and how much she actually did for the bipolar community and how much she actually discussed it in her writing. But her attitude and refusal to let it stop her inspired me and still does. I know it's something I have to live with, and thanks to her and people like her, I know that I can actually not just live with it, but thrive with it. What's your latest project? Well, I kind of alluded to it in the beginning. It's a novel called I Keep My Visions to Myself from With an X Books. It follows a 26-year-old who is on the brink of fame, but she really isn't sure how she got there or if she wants to be there. She also realized that as she gets bigger, the less she can tell friend from sycophant. Um, I wrote this because I didn't actually set out to be a writer, and I had an entirely different friend group before I was one. I just woke up one day and this was my life. I liked the idea of telling the story of someone who was amazing at what she did, but wasn't sure how much agency she had in the grand scheme of it all. If money was no object, what would be my dream project? I would make a movie, for sure. I always loved that process so much more and started out making movies, not writing. I've written a few scripts and would kill to jump into something like that. Is there a quote or a motto that you work by? Um, That's a pretty easy one because I actually have it um, framed in my office right now. And and it's, uh, it won't last, so be bold. It's a lyric in a Frank Turner song called Live Fast, Die Old. I also found that there's kind of a sincerity in it. It plays a bit into that old carpe diem vibe, encouraging people to live their life because it doesn't last forever. But it also reminds me to not avoid making mistakes or else I'll end up living a monotonous or repetitive life. It's fine to mess up again and again. It provides me with a bit more fuel to get bigger and better at things. Life's too short to be worried about those tiny things, so just go for it. Would you be friends with yourself? 
I I love this question because I, I imagine that most people would answer no, definitely not. I would definitely not be friends with myself. I am way too flaky and a tad self-obsessed. But I do think a certain degree of that comes with the territory. But I find people like that way too weird to be around for long portions of time. I could definitely see myself enjoying doing short hangouts, though, with myself. I think I might be best in small doses. What do you do differently from other people? I rarely speak my mind online and am very picky when it comes to making friends, hence the previous answer. I'm introverted and keep my true personality to myself and hide it in my writing. I'm not quite sure how different that is, though. What would your epitaph say? At least she fucking tried. <laughs>